I think Americans are a lot more pissed off than we'd like to believe that they are. And I think Trump, being as sneaky as he is, is going to pull out another victory. I firmly believe that Biden, he is going to win the popular vote by 8 to 10%. I think Trump, being as sneaky as he is, is going to pull out another victory. It is a blue wave. I firmly believe that Biden, he is going to win the popular vote by 8 to 10%. Blue wave, sneaky as he is. Blue wave, sneaky as he is. Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump. Okay, now we got them both on tape. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the down the middle guy. Hey, Lester, I'm the down the middle guy. Fuck that. We did some predictions on the U.S. election before it happened. We left those in the can. Then we revisited them after the election. And I put those two pieces of the puzzle together for this Snow Day Podcast Extra U.S. Election 2020. Snow day, I'm hoping for a snow day. Okay, we're all going to do predictions on the U.S. election. We're two days before the election happens. I have not followed the election at all. I don't have a news feed, so I'm, I'm a really bad person to, to check in on this. My prediction is going to be, I actually think Trump's going to win. I, I don't want that in any way, shape, or form. But the way it happened the last election, and there just seems like there's still too much momentum from the little bit that I've seen. And I think it's going to be a real rocky couple months after that in the States, just almost civil unrest. There's going to be a lot of upset people. Despite COVID really spinning us around, this is not going to be good. I mean, I'm a little bit gun shy since the last time four years ago. Pretty insane to wake up and, and see it go a different direction. I hope Biden wins again, coming back on character. To have a president that actually cares about the well-being of people would be uh, quite refreshing. My prediction is without outside interference, Biden should win. What the data is saying currently in terms of the point spread, the momentum in some of the swing states, he should win. That's what I want versus what uh, actually happens. I agree, Bruce. I think there's going to be civil unrest either way. I think if Biden gets in, there'll be a little bit of civil unrest. I think if Trump gets in, there's going to be a lot of civil unrest. That's my prediction. Riding on Biden. It's funny that Steve said in which direction the unrest would go. I actually would predict it's the exact opposite, that the unrest would go if Biden wins, to tell you the truth. I lived in Australia, and I voted there because it was mandatory. And I always thought, up until four years ago, I thought Canada, most civil, most Western first world countries should have mandatory voting. It, you should, that should be a right and a privilege, and you should do it. I actually don't think that anymore. With what's happened in the last four years, I've completely reneged on my thought that voting should be mandatory. Now there's a hundred reasons and we won't get into a lot of them. Steve touched on one of them, foreign interference, fake news, the ability of conspiracy theories to erupt with actually no facts. Like conspiracy theories used to erupt because there was something interesting that you could sort of bend. Now they just come up like out of the blue with zero to back it. So I, uh, I don't want mandatory voting anymore. <laughs> I'm probably out of the four of us close behind less in terms of following U.S. media. And with him, 
I'm a pollster. I like polls. I, I like following them. I read about them. You dance on them? Years ago, they, <laughs> they didn't pan out. But generally speaking, you should listen to polls. Like 90 95% of the time, polls are correct. So if I listen to them again, and I know that uh, Trump winning was against everybody's prediction, then Biden should win by a landslide. I predict Biden will win because I, I think COVID's been too much of a clusterfuck that even a con man like Trump can't get beneath the tsunami that has been COVID. I think people cannot ignore the consequences. They can believe the lies, but they can't ignore the consequences. And that's what Steve says. I'm interested in consequences. You can believe a lie, but if you die, so I think it's going to be Biden. But I don't think we will know till Remembrance Day or after. I think it'll be a good 10 to 14 days, which is where the civil unrest will come from because it will be stoked. Those two weeks of not knowing is when the civil unrest and it will come from the Republican side, not the Democratic, Steve. That's my prediction. I agree with almost everything that George said. One of two things is going to happen. I oscillate between whether I believe that we've got almost three solid months of an eight to 10 point national polling lead for Biden. That is an insurmountable lead. If you go back 60, 80 years where the presidential elections, barring some unforeseen event like in 2016, which was James Comey coming out a week before the election, Biden should win in a landslide. He's going to win the popular vote by a tremendous amount. He might win the popular vote by close to 10 million votes. It's going to be enormous. But I am terrified at the extent to which the other side will cheat to win the election. I don't know, Bruce, I may ask you to edit that out after the, <laughs> after the fact, because that's, that's a pretty bold statement that I don't know if I even want out in the, in the sphere. It's true, though. It's, it's true. So if you think last time there were errors in the polling data, even though Hillary Clinton went into Election Day with probably a 70% chance of winning, which meant that Trump had a 30% chance of winning, right? That's one in three, flipping a coin. One in three times he's going to win that election, and he won the election. So it wasn't insane that he won. This time, it looks like he's got probably at most a 10% chance of winning. So one out of 10 times he wins this election in a, in a fair election. You cannot pull for cheating. You just can't. Mm-hmm. My fear is that on election night, Trump at 10 o'clock is going to come on the air and declare himself the winner and declare himself the authoritarian dictator of the United States. And civil unrest is going to explode. Or Biden wins in a significant victory maybe large enough avalanche that Trump can't fight them back. I think George is right that you're going to see more civil unrest. I mean, we're seeing it yesterday. A convoy of trucks. Yeah, ran th- in Texas. Tried to run a Biden campaign bus off the road and they actually canceled a campaign event in a presidential election three days before the election. They had to cancel it because they didn't think the participants were safe. Like that's fucking terrifying. CNN is showing Trump supporters are blocking bridges in New York and New Jersey. This is how stupid those guys are. They're blocking both uh, people who are voting Republican and Democrat when they block a bridge. Look to the extent, the extent that they've been willing to go to to cheat so far. Yeah. First, Trump said, well, if you allow mail voting, that's going to be fraud. Well, mail voting has been in every election ever, right? Like it's always allowed. Since World War I. There's very little instance of fraud in mail voting historically. Then when he realized, wow, the Democrats are going to vote by mail because they don't want to go stand in line because of COVID, he literally tried to shut down the U.S. Postal Service right out in front of everybody. Yeah. It's insane. 
Bruce, I want to record this two different ways, okay? Soundbite okay. A. I firmly believe that Biden, it is a blue wave. He is going to win the popular vote by 8 to 10%. And the Democrats are going to take not only the White House, but they're going to take the Senate majority back, and they're going to take the House as well. Option B. I'm a little bit nervous about this because I want Biden to win, but I think that there is a shy Trump denial voter in the polling. I think that data is off. I think Americans are a lot more pissed off than we'd like to believe that they are. And I think Trump, being as sneaky as he is, is going to pull out another victory. <laughs> okay, now we've got them both on tape. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the down the middle guy. Hey, Lester, I'm the down the middle guy. Fuck that. Krentz, you keep them both. You play them both on a loop. <laughs> on a loop. Blue wave, sneaky as he is. Blue wave, sneaky as he is. Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump. I was the only one that was absolutely dead wrong. So I predicted a Trump win a little bit just to be a devil's advocate. I really didn't want him to win. But honestly, guys, before the election, I didn't rule that out. Like I would I would not have been 100 percent surprised if that happened. I also predicted some heavy duty civil unrest. And up to now, there hasn't been well, anything. It's not over yet. It's not totally over. The unrest is still coming, Bruce. It's still coming. Yeah. It's true. The madness could ensue anytime. You guys know that I don't watch much news. So my story of the election is basically over now. The, the fact that there wasn't, you know, some news story big enough that it showed up on my Facebook feed to me means that that it's over. So that's that's kind of my look back. It's this is a nothing to me. Uh, I think both Les and I were shocked how many votes Trump got. So not only was it a record amount of people coming out and a record amount that Biden won by and by total, Trump still got 75 million votes. So that, that in itself was shocking. And I think Les said it uh, in a clever way that perhaps Trump wasn't the fluke. It was Obama that was the fluke in all of this. And then the second point that I want to bring up, I think I overheard it on some news feed or some video that I watched. Trump has paved the way for lots of crazy things, but one of the things that perhaps is the craziest is that he has let in the fact that anything is contestable. So it doesn't matter now from now on, is it gonna be every single election, every single uh, governor's race, every single state senate, every single mayor, city councilor? Will this have the trickle down effects that people just will say, it's fake, I don't believe it, it's rigged and uh, they have the most powerful person on earth push it pretty far and some people are legitimately convinced despite the contrary evidence so those are my i was i was pleased it was like sweet beauty to see biden win uh you know i was hoping to heck that he would i don't think the civil unrest is done i think that there's a, a large group of people that are holding on to this shred of all these contested um uh, electoral issues. Um, so I think that, you know, there, I think there's going to be a smaller unrest, but I think it's just going to be a latent one due to the the shred of hope that a bunch of crazies are holding on to. Um, but, I, you know, a couple of things is the speech was amazing. I, I mean, I gathered the kids around and watched Biden's speech and thought uh, he said more great things about the country and about people in that speech than Trump did uh, in his four years. Right. Like it was it was uh, fascinating. So, uh, but to what George is saying, um, I think it's true that I think Trump pushed the envelope and questioned everything. You're already going to see with Kamala and uh, Biden in there, you're going to see a different edging, an edging out of that stuff. Like there is a, 
you know, they're still contesting it, but it is now looking crazier than ever because he doesn't have the power. So people are laughing at him more. People are laughing at Giuliani. People are laughing at these things. And and I, I know there's this fear that he raised the bar and now there's a different threshold, but I think it's going to start coming down really fast. And I think people are going to want to get back to the reality that uh, some of this stuff is just ludicrous. But I, I do think people will, t- will test things. I don't think they will get get the same leeway as uh, Trump did because it was really a, a fucking bad reality TV show for four years. And I think people are going to come to their senses and say, you know, we stretched it and we're a bit embarrassed by it. So let's bring civility back to the ground. So that's what I think. I did. Uh, I did actually watch this speech and I thought it was pretty good, too. But I found it too churchy at the end. And that for a country that has so many different nationalities and people and backgrounds, I that for some that part of it kind of didn't sit well with me. Even. Yeah. Like I wasn't super upset about it, but I, that that kind of stuck out for me, and I, I didn't love that. But the, I like the rest of the speech. Yeah. So, um, thoughts, Lester? I think most of us were hoping that the election would be a full referendum on Trump and a full sort of repudiation of what we have viewed from up here as the things that have gone wrong in the U.S. Uh, and it simply wasn't. Um, it it was a very strong election for the Republican Party. A lot of people were tired of Trump and his personal shenanigans, but not tired of the policies that the Republican Party is pushing forward, which most of up here view as as pretty extremely right wing. And that was a little bit surprising um, that this the the uh, numbers fared so much in that direction. And I think, unfortunately, I'm going to be I'm going to be a little pessimistic. I think the result of this election, even though the disruptive forces that Trump brought with him to government and to democracy have been curtailed. I think the overall result of this election is going to be very little change and very little healing. And those are the two things that we hope for, that there will be change and there will be healing. And I don't think that America is going to get very much of either one of those for the next four years. I don't think if the Republicans maintain control of the Senate, which they're probably going to do, I don't think Biden's going to be able to get much policy change done. You talk about how divided the nation is down there. As of today, 88% of the sitting senators and congresspeople, Republican, have refused to recognize Biden's won the election. That's pretty absurd because those are intelligent people. You don't get that high in politics if you're not. So they know what they're doing. And they're choosing to continue to sow the seeds of division by taking that position. Obviously, I'm happy with the outcome, but I'm not very Um, optimistic that anything truly change-related is going to come. I think they're just trying to hold on as long as they can in hopes that there won't be reconciliation or repercussion, either one of those. I don't think that getting something done politically is the same as healing. I think the healing started when Biden started speaking that night. I know a lot of people in the U.S. across the whole country. And the healing started that night because healing is different than getting things done and systemic change. Healing is every single black person, Mexican, uh, Muslim, being afraid that at any point the most powerful person in the country uh, not only dislikes them but can seriously disrupt their life. The stopping of the hate speech uh, just as one thing will will allow the healing to, to start to happen. I'm Canadian. And I slept better that night. I slept better that night. And I know millions of people slept better around the world 
knowing that there was somebody that had a shred of humanity. I'm not talking about Biden's track record. I'm not talking about, you know, all that stuff. I'm talking about somebody who stood up there and actually talked about loving and caring and being inclusive versus being divisive. So I think I think there's a difference between healing and getting something done. I hope you're correct, Steve. You know, hope is a powerful thing. But I'll counter with the fact that 73 million people voted for Trump. More people voted for Trump than ever voted for Obama in an election. I know, but they've always been there. I mean, that's the thing. It's the astounding, mm -hmm. not surprising bucket. It's astounding, absolutely. But when you step back, it's not surprising. Mm -hmm. You know, they've always been there. Like they're waiting for that moment yeah. to, to express themselves. So it's like Halloween, right? It's like those people that come out of Halloween with the, the obnoxious, gross costumes because they think it gives them permission. I think that's what we're seeing with this uh, prior government, this prior administration. There's permission to be ugly. There's permission, you know, and we will push it back again. We will push it back down, hopefully in a way that it doesn't gain the same momentum and reveal itself like it did. It's, it's going to go back. We're going to beat it back a bit. I hope you're right, Steve. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric, lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. They are not our enemies. They are Americans. They are Americans. The Bible tells us to everything there is a season, a time to build, a time to reap and a time to sow and a time to heal. This is the time to heal in America. Now this campaign is over, what is the will of the people? What is our mandate? I believe it's this. Americans have called upon us to marshal the forces of decency, the forces of fairness, to marshal the forces of science and the forces of hope in the great battles of our time. The battle to control the virus, the battle to build prosperity, the battle to secure your family's health care, the battle to achieve racial justice and root out systemic racism in this country. And the battle to save our planet by getting climate under control. The battle to restore decency, defend democracy, and give everybody in this country a fair shot. That's all they're asking for, a fair shot.